Hi, I'm Marion Evans from Elevate BC and welcome to the exclusively Elevate podcast series. These episodes are our way of providing you with free insight and advice in your business journey. Through the series, we'll be discussing a range of topics with successful business leaders and prolific media broadcasters, such as Andrew Byrne from ITV News and the BAFTA-winning comedian and presenter Rod Gilbert. Welcome to episode three. On the previous episode, I discussed going remote with the fabulous Jess Hickman from Crunch Simply Digital. And in this episode, tech entrepreneur Steve Dimmock, who is the co-founder of Dupo, and I will be talking about engaging and growing your audience online. Hope you enjoy and please review us if you have time. Uh, the Dog Walk Podcast with Marianne. That started you, yes. There you go, that's your niche. That's your niche, yeah? So target in on those. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that, I don't know. <laughs> morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Thanks for joining. And if you haven't uh, joined one of these sessions before, let me just kind of remind you, I guess, what it's uh, what it's all about. So... Um, Today I've got Steve with me, who probably doesn't need much introduction, but Steve is here to kind of compliment the session for knowing a lot more about engaging audiences online than than I certainly do. So this is part of the Elevate uh, free support series, and um, Elevate, those of you who are familiar, was a bit of a sideline for me really, a bit of a hobby on the side of some of the other businesses that I run, and a chance to help other people to kind of maximize their potential and do lots of executive coaching, facilitating and um, helping uh, organizations with strategy. And over the years, I've developed a, a great network of some, some incredible contacts, which has, been, which has been one of the highlights, I guess. And one of those contacts is, uh, is Steve. So Really glad to have Steve on board. I'm going to let Steve do his own introduction because I probably won't do him justice. But um, Steve, I don't know if you want to say a few words about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Marian. Uh, thanks very much. I'm obviously looking a lot different to that cheesy uh, headshot photo there. And I've had my, my crop top from the, from the children. Um, so apologies for the awful haircut. Yeah, I'm Steve. I'm Chief Commercial Officer at Dupol. Uh, we're an online uh, survey platform. Uh, that allows you to engage with and increase the size of your audience or customer base. Um, We run simple surveys uh, that allow you to gather opinion, feedback, insights, but also data, uh, such as email addresses. So 43% of people that take part in a do poll put their email in at the end when requested. So a brilliant way to build your uh, network of contacts that you're able to offer your services or your products to. Thanks so much for your introduction. Well, so today, uh, just as Steve uh, has mentioned, we're going to be kind of taking you through how to engage um, and grow the audience. But I want to start, if I can, by sharing with you uh, the change curve. And the reason I wanted to do that was just to kind of put into context the massive uh, impact that uh, the pandemic is, is having on all of us. So the change curve is a very personal thing. So we each kind of experience change in whatever form that is in a, in a slightly different way. And we kind of go through this curve at a different pace, partly depending on our resilience, but also how adaptable and flexible we tend to be. So if you imagine, if we start at the beginning of that curve there, what usually happens is we will hit a phase of denial. So in terms of uh, this pandemic, we heard a lot at the beginning of, oh, it'll all blow over, give it a couple of weeks, it'll all be gone. Um, and um, it's not going to have that much of an impact on the business because, you know, I'll be closed for, for a short space of time 
and the staff will all be back. So there's a bit of that denial at the beginning, particularly when we start getting information and we're not really sure um, about the extent of, of uh, how something's going to impact us. We tend then to be uh, in a bit of an anger phase, so we start realising actually this isn't going away, this, uh, this change is, is here to stay for a while, and there's the kind of lashing out of why aren't the government making quicker decisions, why aren't we getting more information on this, uh, why can't we do this, why isn't the government releasing more grants, how am I going to keep things going, so there's that anger and kind of bit of confusion phase. We then start drifting into the exploring stage. So for some people that came quicker than for others, and that's all about, okay, so if this is how things are going to be, what am I, how am I going to adapt my business? Or how am I going to um, perhaps reinvent myself in order to uh, survive or thrive over this period and, and what's the future going to look like? Then we can move into acceptance. So acceptance is all about, right, this is it. I've got to get on it. What are my actions? How am I going to um, make sure that I get maximum return on investment now that I've, I've kind of remodeled myself or I've decided how I'm going to approach things going forward? And on, in the exec coaching work I do, I see some people that, um, that are really apt at going through these stages really quickly. doesn't matter what the change is. You know, it doesn't have to be pandemic. It can be a, a small change that hits them. And there are other people um, that I can think of that are still reeling from a redundancy they went through 15 years ago. So they're still in the anger and denial phase. So it holds us back. The longer we, we take to get through those stages, it holds us back. And as business leaders, you look at those bits that are in those boxes. That first stage is about getting information out to your, your teams. Then it's the support. What, are each of them need, what do they each of them need to get through that anger phase? Clear direction, vision, and encouragement to, to crack on. So whatever your business is, those are the kind of phases that you and your, your, your teams will go through. And of course, your audience are going through the same. So one of the kind of advantages of having Steve on now is Steve's kind of um, much closer, I guess, to looking at this from an uh, audience engagement online. And we've been thrust into this virtual. I know that is pretty uncomfortable for me, and it probably is for lots of other business people. Uh, but it's critical. So I'm, I'm going to hand over to Steve. Um, so he's going to give you some hints and tips about, um, yeah, about that kind of side of things. Good stuff. Thanks so much for that, in, that intro, Marion. And absolutely, we've seen <laughs> gladly and sadly uh, all elements of that curve uh, along the way. Um, I'm going to share a uh, screen as well now myself. Um, and uh, yeah, just take quickly through um, the things that I'm looking to cover. Uh, so I've, I've kind of highlighted three elements that I felt were really pertinent to engaging and growing your audience online. First of all, engage with intention. Um, so much marketing, so much reach, outreach, so much sales, um, so much presence online uh, is done willy-nilly um, with no real direction, no real intent um, and no real aim. Uh, so I'm going to talk about kind of the importance of having an intention and really setting goals and thinking about what you're doing. Then we're going to focus on nurturing your audience. So how best to kind of keep coordinating, keep coordinating and keep uh, channeling the work that you're doing to making sure you're providing your audience with the stuff that they're really after. And obviously that that serves its purpose, that it's giving you what you need out of that. Uh, and that very often could be uh, additions to your bottom line. Um, and then maximizing your budget. So um, in these times, especially COVID times, we know that purse strings are getting pulled tighter and tighter to breaking point. So how can you use something that 
um, can be reusable? How can you create something that can be reusable? Um, so I'm going to kick off with uh, engaging with intent. So we see this in four different ways. Uh, first of all, you have um, brand and company awareness. Then you have building credibility. Uh, then you have lead generation. Uh, and finally, um, engagement. And for each of these, I'm going to take you through what Simon Sinek uh, calls the, the why, the how, and the what. Um, so we kick off uh, with brand and company awareness. And for this, I'm going to take you through uh, a thing that we've just released uh, this week. And this, I think, will really resonate with Joe Parfit, who I know is watching. Uh, Joe asked the question in the uh, application, uh, what works best when engaging with new audiences? So this is a project that we're working on um, to grow our uh, subscribers within this kind of SME and small business space, with it, especially within online. I'm just going to play this video for you. Um, the idea with it is that we're giving away. Uh, we, we pride ourselves on the fact that we're a company that reads a lot. We try to learn and improve constantly. Um, and this is a simple uh, little pop-up, um, and it's talking about how we... Uh, Read, read widely and deeply, and these are the best eight books that we've read to date. Um, so you can get these books by entering a, a simple competition, um, and here's how you do it. So if you go to dopoll.co on Twitter, or sorry, dopoll on Twitter, um, you can do it. And there's multiple different ways of signing up uh, to our newsletter, which means that we can then reach out to you. Uh, you're obviously retweeting dopoll on Twitter, so that's a great way for amplifying and making more people aware of our brand follow us and each of these gives you a bigger chance basically of winning the books this will probably cost us about 80 dollars or 60 70 quid um it'll get us much much more in terms of value and the roi in terms of new subscriptions new people who are aware of us it's going to be really impactful it took a few hours to put together um but really really impactful and getting in touch with new audience what it's saying to them is this is what we're about we're about being well-read, loving what we do, and being passionate about it, but also sharing that with others. Okay. Um, secondly, then, building credibility. So uh, the why, how, and what of this is, why would you build credibility? Well, it's about building trust about you uh, and what you do uh, for your clients. How can you do it? Well, building credibility generally is about social proof. So if you say something as the salesperson, it's easy for someone to doubt it. If that customer's competitors are saying it, then it's very easy for them to believe it. If they say it themselves, it's super easy for them to believe it. So what this is about is us uh, getting people to engage with Dupol uh, and, and making us more credible. So this is a post from our blog, and it's uh, basically about a recent live stream, similar to this webinar that we, Mark Thomas, uh, the Dupol CEO, ran. And this is about how event teams are uh, responding to coronavirus. So we picked out a real industry leader, a guy called Adam Parry. Uh, he runs Event Industry News. And we created this blog post. And the idea was that people could sign up and register to take part uh, through the blog post. Ta-da, advert for Dupol. Dupol is embeddable within your website. It looks slick. It's super simple to use. I can answer this survey whilst I'm on the website. I don't need to leave the page. Um, and I can easily kind of give some responses that Mark was then able to use when putting together the live, uh, the live stream. So he was able to take these comments, take these questions, and share those to Adam as part of that uh, live stream. So it's really helpful for us in building the social proof um, uh, and kind of 
trust, if you like, within the market about what we're doing. And as ever, lots of people uh, putting in their email address at the end. So it's a chance for us to then reach out with them uh, and do that. And as with all do good Dupol blog posts, there's a chance to sign up to the email address as well at the bottom. Um, so that's that's kind of taste, if you like, um, of uh, the first two. So building brand and company awareness, building uh, credibility. The next two are lead generation. So lead generation, the why on that is connecting with people who need your product. So it's a really key and tough thing to do. It's not just about splatting it out there. It's finding people that are looking for what you do. Um, how we do this uh, is through industry knowledge and, and things like white papers or free giveaways. So we recently wrote a blog post, or Mark wrote a blog post, uh, 12 plus alternatives to SurveyMonkey. I, I never used to say, it was like Voldemort. I would, I would never say SurveyMonkey in the past. Um, what we've discovered though, uh, through things like Trustpilot, is that SurveyMonkey, a lot of people are knocked off with SurveyMonkey. And for various different reasons, I'm not here to kind of um, sling mud, but they then look for alternatives. For us, that's a really good way. And we have a blog post that showcases almost many of our competitors. So the people that we are buying against on a daily basis. But we know that will perform really well for us in terms of SEO and engagement. And also that altruistic aspect that we're not just saying we're the only show in town. We're saying, look, we're an alternative. If SurveyMonkey's too expensive for you or doesn't have the right features or isn't giving you what you need, isn't embeddable on your website in the right format, then maybe Dupol could be, or maybe these other ones are too. Um, and just finally now uh, on intent, so engagement. Um, so this is, the why for this is a specific insight into your target customers, uh, their wants and needs. Um, now this can be done differently for, for different audiences, um, but the key thing is it's, it's about surveys, polls, about engagement and getting out there. Um, the important thing is that you can do this through many different platforms and audiences. So if people are looking to do that, try and create different versions of the things that you're doing to target your different key audiences that you're approaching. Perhaps also consider putting a different version on different websites. So things that perform well on Instagram might not perform well on Facebook. Things that perform well on LinkedIn maybe won't go down so good on Twitter. Um, how's that for a start for the first one? Yeah, I should be taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, good stuff. Shall I crack on to the next bit? Um, I, I'm keen to get on. Uh, the next bit is, is nurture your audience. Um, so I don't want to make this all about Dupol. So I wanted to kind of share some stuff about people that I've got massive respect for. Um, and, and in terms of nurturing your audience, um, I don't think there's many better, uh, really, uh, than the people down at Hyatt Denim. Um, this logo uh, will be, um, uh, I don't know, common to some, but maybe not so, so to other or, uh, other people watching. Um, it's actually a barn owl uh, that, that kind of uh, lives in, in the shed uh, down at uh, the Hyatt's farm in West Wales. Uh, but these guys are masters at, at playing the long game. They're all about improving 1% at a time. Um, sometimes it takes their new customers years to buy one of their products. And maybe there's a reason for that. Their products aren't cheap. It's £125 for an entry-level pair of jeans, £250 uh, for a good pair. I'm oh, sorry, not a good pair. They're all great, uh, but for a great <laughs> pair. Okay, about Hyatt then. So this is the Hyatt website. They're on about doing one thing well. They make jeans, nothing else. It's a really slick and polished website. However, everything they do online 
is about getting people to sign up to their newsletter. And that is because through a newsletter, you control when people hear from you. If you're using Facebook, if you're using Twitter, if you're using YouTube, Insta, webinars, all of it, you can't control when people get your content. They choose, they, they fluke upon your content ultimately. The beauty of what an email does is that it will get people or you'll get your stuff in front of them when you choose to do so. So you go to the Hyatt website and you can do this yourself, hyattdenim.co, and straight away you get a full screen takeover. And what are they doing? They're giving away a user manual for creativity. Their target audience is creatives, um, and it's super simple. It's literally banging your email address, but they are gathering your email address. Go to see Hyatt on Instagram. This is their Instagram stories. They're giving away their manual for creativity. So a three-stage Instagram story um, telling you why it's uh, the opportunity for you to do your best work ever. Uh, not available to buy. So creating scarcity by saying you can't buy this. Um, sign up for a free download. 88 pages, so sell it, selling its kind of value. Um, sign up for a free download. And then at the end, we have super simple pop in your email address uh, and you get it. And what does this lead to then? Well, it leads to what we call, the, what they call, sorry, the Scrapbook Chronicles. And I'm just going to take you through three quick videos uh, that take you through this email circular, their newsletter. Um, so it's really quite a simple newsletter, nothing kind of revolutionary here, but very polished, very on brand for them. Great use of GIFs, short and simple. And the whole thing is that you are tempted in to, uh, to read. It finishes every week with the chance to buy a, a, a Hyatt Denim product. So this week it's the Betty. Um, last week, uh, is this the same one? Yes, yeah, same one. Uh, so last week it was um, the fact that they started with the fact that they are now preparing scrubs uh, for the NHS. So instead of making jeans, they're making scrubs for the NHS. So very kind of wholesome. Once again, same format. Now the key thing here is don't think that they're just sticking stuff in. They spend all morning every Monday creating this. And so there's much more on the cutting room floor than actually goes into this. This is the best content. This is a Banksy thing where he's done it in his toilet. Um, they're advertising local friends at Crust. And once again, this time, so they, here's an example of a 1%. They've changed that bottom image. Instead of being an image, it's now a GIF. So they're trying out a GIF. And week to week, they're just making tiny little improvements. Does that work better than the previous one? Okay, uh, sorry, playing that again. And then finally, uh, three weeks back, um, we have uh, another version. So yeah, they've started making here, uh, formats the same, and they maybe change around. They're using GIFs in different places. Um, and I wanted to finish with this bit here. So they are about getting 1% better. Yearbook. So this launched this week, dedicated to the 1% better. Only 3,000 copies will be printed. Now, 3,000 copies. It, it, only 3,000 copies, sorry, makes it sound scarce. 3,000 copies or something is a lot, yeah? <laughs> uh, they are ranging from 30 quid to 50 quid to 5,000 quid um, where you can buy a copy of the book and get David uh, to give your business a talk or 2,000 pound if you want to be behind the scenes while they're filming the, the, the actual shoot. Um, so they'll make close to 100 grand off that. But... I don't think they'll make that. I, I kid you not, these books are incredible, and I'd be amazed if they make anything more than a few 
quid off it. Um, the whole driver is sign up to our newsletter. So that those books are all to get people into their funnel yeah. where they will be sending them emails on a weekly basis. They're now email 196, so four years in nearly. Um, and like I say, they, they know, I'm not going to reveal the number, but they know how many emails you need to receive before, on average, you'll buy a pair of jeans. Yeah. And they, as long as they know, the cost of sending those emails gets you to buy a pair of jeans. And obviously, the jeans are so good, you buy more jeans. You tell your friends about them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, cool. That good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'd love any comments or any questions. Uh, if this is throwing up anything, um, yeah, please pop them in the chat box. Um, and, and obviously, we'll endeavor to answer those uh, as quick as we can. We've got nine minutes left. I want to get into the last one quickly then, and then we can have some Q&As at the end, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. um, so maximizing budget. Uh, so we spoke before we kept broad, started broadcasting about this a little bit. Uh, a key thing here is making sure that you don't create content that only gets used once. So the lifetime or the half-life, sorry, of a tweet is, is second or minutes, maybe seconds now. So it disappears so quickly, yeah? So you take ages crafting something that's great um, and then it barely gets to see the light, light of day. So making sure that you create something that is usable and uh, you can use continuously is a really good idea. Um, so what I want to touch on here is something we did recently with uh, the four Welsh rugby regions, so the regional teams. And it's interesting because they're sworn arch enemies. We got them all to use Dupol to create their ultimate 15 over the professional kind of era of, of rugby. Beautiful, because there's no rugby going on right now. So they need a way to engage with their fans, hopefully grow their fan base. And so what, it, uh, what they did was to each day put out a post choosing five of their players in each position and saying, tell us who was the best. Um, now, of course, there's you know, various different players that are vying against each other. Um, over the course of three weeks of running this, uh, and then we did a separate three weeks. So we, we chose the best 15 for each four of them. And then we did a separate three weeks to choose the best combined regional 15. So over 90,000 votes uh, gathered, over 10,000 emails gathered. Um, value of those emails to uh, the, the clubs between five and 17 pounds per email. So massive value increase for, for them. Um, I can't say which region, but one region saw over a million impressions on the first three weeks alone oh on Twitter and a reach of over a million people on Facebook. Um, so super simple, yeah, really simple, but it was beautiful seeing the way they used it. So same link went out on Twitter, same link went out on Facebook, all of it resizing, all of it reshaping nicely. And I really love something the Scarlets did where they just had a, an Instagram stories and you could swipe up. And straight away, just as we saw the embedded Dupol earlier, the embedded Dupol was there. Uh, Cardiff Blues, for instance, embedded it on their news pages. So they were each day they had a new news article, once again, creating these links that, between the pages that will improve their SEO rankings. So yeah, 90,000 votes, 10,000 emails, massive satisfaction. It got picked up by the BBC. So BBC ran this on their Saturday afternoon TV, uh, sorry, radio show. And so they were choosing their best uh, 15. Um, and yeah, a lot of the national newspapers and, and stuff went with it as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we encourage people to uh, engage with and grow audiences online. Um, love to get your thoughts, Marion. And obviously, if anyone's got any questions, we'd love to hear those as well. 
I'm sure there'll be some people that will be uh, wanting to ask something. But from my perspective, I guess it's just uh, a real eye-opener to, to a different world. So I, I, in all the businesses that I've worked or built, they've been um, kind of financial services sector, property sector, where um, businesses come from referrals. So it's a very different kind of uh, a concept. But times are changing. So even, it doesn't matter which sector you're in, I think it's becoming more and more apparent that you have to um, get, ahead of, get ahead of it and be thinking about how people are interacting because it's completely different, isn't it? And it's only going to keep shifting at that pace uh, online. I mean, these just starting these webinars for me has been a, a steep learning curve. So actually, really, listen to you now, the kind of the next stages for that for, for, for me personally, and, and for probably lots of people who are, who are uh, listening as well, is to, uh, how do you capitalise? How do you make that budget work hard for you? You know, is, um, so even when something's free, it's content, isn't it, I suppose? And it's, it's, it's been wiser than what you use that for. Well, nothing's more expensive than your time, mm-hmm. yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get more money, we can get more stuff, we can pay for more things, but nothing's more expensive than your time. And if you're putting time and energy into something, then making sure you get as much value out of that, I think, is is really important. So we talked about, you know, how this uh, recording, well, this might find a new life as snippets that get used on your social media, you know, sound bites that get used, perhaps even a podcast. I'm sure loads of the people watching now would would love to kind of listen to this while walking their dog, and um, maybe not this one, but you know, one of one of the others as well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so uh, it's it's about making it as um getting as much as you can out of each piece of work yeah yeah i I, i'm going to share really quickly um a bit of a reminder about the strategy triangle because picking Mm. up on on your point there steve of how important it is to uh maximize uh the budget all the time i'm having conversations with with um, clients about a return on investment really and making sure that they're um that they're really conscious about um, being productive, working smarter, not harder. You've got people doing crazy hours, but actually they're not they're not being productive at that time. And this is really, you know, another example of that, isn't it? Really, we're making our, our money work harder, and also it doesn't mean that you have to be spending hours and hours thinking about content, but actually just being effective with the content that you're you're producing. And I suppose that's the, that's the same in, in any sort of business. So I'll, um, if you've still got your your slides there, let's have a look. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you on slide deck, so- I don't mind sharing if you want, and I can yeah, share that. Um, so just onto that, that last slide, and really, um, so we can go past that one, I think, and let's just, um, I'm just conscious, that one, that's great. So if you think about any business, whether you're a big business or a small business, you kind of, the, the strategy triangle is really about um, why do we exist? What is our, our business for? And in Steve's example there, you know, it may be sound simple where we sell jeans, but of course there's a hell of a lot more to, to running a business than, than just the project. So you look at the kind of simple stage there, purpose, strategy, execution. The purpose is our vision, mission and values. What are we about um, as a business? I've been really clear about that and making sure that we get that message across in everything that we do in how people interact with us, in their personal engagements with us, but also in terms of the quality of the, the content that we put together. Every interface has to be a certain certain level. Um, 
the drivers, the enablers, and, and all those things that fall beneath that. Um, I often get asked, so how do you how do you make sure that all the staff are aligned and everybody's pulling in the same direction? That's a real cultural thing, but it is about it is about alignment. It is about the behaviours that you instil in, in your business, and you attract the customers uh, based on kind of the, the values that, that you get out there. Um, KPIs, obviously, really, really important then. How do we actually uh, translate that strategy into operational objectives? What are the targets? What are the KPIs? What are we rewarding uh, people and, and uh, businesses on? So it's all, all integral to a, a successful business, getting profit. Uh, obviously, important, even if you're a non-profit making organization, you still have to have that profit to go back into, into the business. Um, and audience, customers, work business is nothing without them. So really, really important to do that. Um, I think, I know we had quite a few questions, uh, Steve, beforehand. I think we've probably covered most of the questions yeah. that were people were asking ahead of the session. I don't know if you've got a couple of minutes. I know we're up against it, but if anybody's got anything they want to ask uh, on the back of what they've heard from, from Steve in this session, um, that... Um, Steve I, I think you mentioned there was one um, asking about how to gain more followers on, on Instagram. Yeah? Yes, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a, a really interesting one. Obviously, if we had the answer to that, then I'm sure I'd be talking to you from my gold yacht. Um, but <laughs> it's, I think a good thing here is to be consistent in, in your messaging, um, to go through that triangle. You know, think yeah. about why us, think about our vision, think about what we're doing. Um, get that messaging out there that is targeted to your specific audience that you are looking for, stuff that will appeal to them. Um, if you're just randomly mixing it in with your kind of personal shots or stuff that you find fun, well, that can really dilute the brand messaging. So if you have a kind of target audience that you're really looking to center in on, make think about what will appeal to them and then take that 1% approach, yeah? So I've done this, for, I've tweaked that, I've done it just as a square, I've done it as black and white, you know, and find your optimum thing. So it's about just improving a tiny bit over time, but trying to keep consistency. If you need a step change, you need a step change and, and make that, but be bold in doing so. Don't kind of um, be half and half. Yeah. So that would be my kind of, I don't know, my, my basic kind of principles around it. Um, and I'm sure, obviously, there's, there's many more Instagram experts out there that could uh, kind of share more on that. I suppose one of the big things that I picked up from you as well this morning, Steve, is, is, is to manage my own expectations. So mm. it isn't necessarily going to come over, overnight for people. And they've got to invest that time and not, um, not expect it suddenly to, to be an overnight sensation, really. I guess yeah. it's, um, it's a bit of patience. And... And a bit of forethought, let's say tweaking it and adapting, which you know is is, is natural, but we get impatient, don't we? We like to think yeah, things. I think that's right. Things are better, always better out of a slow cooker. Yeah. Oh god, that's a oh, what wonderful <laughs> advice. What wonderful <laughs> advice to, to end the session on. Um thank you, Steve. Massive thanks for, for sparing a bit of time uh, this morning. Really appreciate it. I hope everybody's found it worthwhile, got some hints and tips on on, on this online. If anybody's got any certain topics they want to see covered and want to give some feedback, please do that because um, uh, I obviously listen to it all and try and adapt our next sessions and uh, make sure that it's, it's uh, uh, hitting the mark. So thank you.
thanks very much. Would listen with dog from Amanda. So that's that's great. So we know there's one one for the podcast there, Steve. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, the dog walk podcast with Marion Evans. <laughs> it started you. Yeah. It started there you go. That's your niche. That's your niche. Yeah. So target in on those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Jeff and Val, thank you. We'll catch up with you again. Cheers, everyone. Okay, hold up, hold up. Thank you for listening to Series 1, Episode 3. On Episode 4, I'll be talking to the inspirational Sam White from Freedom Services Group, who will be joining me to discuss change. Hope you enjoy this podcast, and if you have time, we'd love a podcast review. Thank you so much. And if you'd like to get in touch, please visit our website, elevatebc.co.uk. 